6. Rusty interested in this artist by the frequent references to her and her work in the journal of Marie Bashkirtseff. They were her fellow pupils in the Julian Academy. Soon after she began her studies there Marie Bashkirtseff writes, Breslau has been working at the studio two years, and she is 20, I am 17. But Breslau had taken lessons for a long time before coming here. How well that Breslau draws. That miserable Breslau has composed a picture. Monday morning or the choice of the model. Everyone belonging to the studio is in it Julian standing between Emily and me. It is correctly done. The perspective is good. The likeness is everything. When one can do a thing like that, one cannot fail to become a great artist. You have guessed it. Have you not? I am jealous. That is well. For it will serve as a stimulus to me. I am jealous of Breslau. She does not draw at all like a woman. I am terrified when I think of the future that awaits Breslau. It fills me with wonder and sadness. In her compositions there is nothing womanish, commonplace, or disproportioned. She will attract attention at the salon. For, in addition to her treatment of it, the subject itself will not be a common one. The above prophecy has been generously fulfilled. Mademoiselle, Breslau is indeed a poet in her ability to picture youth and its sweet intimacies. And she does this so easily. With a touch she reveals the grace of one and the affectations of another subject of her brush, and skillfully renders the varying emotions in the faces of her pictures, pleasure and suffering, the fleeting thought of the child, the agitation of the young girl are all depicted with rare truthfulness. Brewster, Ada Augusta, no reply to circular, B-R-I-C-K-D-A-L-E, Miss Eleanor Fortescue, no reply to circular, B-R-I-C-C-I-O-R-B-R-I-Z-I-O-P-L-A-U-D-I-L-A. Very little is known of this Roman artist of the 17th century, but that little marks her as an unusually gifted woman. Since she was a practical architect and a painter of pictures, she was associated with her brother in some architectural works in and near Rome, and was the only woman of her time in this profession. She is believed to have erected a small palace near the Porta San Pancrazio, and aided by her brother and is credited with having designed in the church of San Luigi di Francia the third chapel on the left aisle, dedicated to St. Louis, and with having also painted the altarpiece in this chapel. Bridges, Fidelia, associate of the National Academy of Design in 1878, when but three other women were thus honored, born in Salem, Massachusetts, studied with W.T. Richards in Philadelphia, and later in Europe during one year. She exhibited her pictures from 1869 in Philadelphia, New York, and Boston. Her subjects were landscapes and flowers. In 1871 she first painted in watercolors, which suited many of her pictures better than oils. She was elected a member of the Watercolor Society in 1875, to the Philadelphia Exposition. 1876, she sent a Kimfisher and Catkins, a flock of snowbirds and the corner of a right field, of the last writer in the art journal said, Miss Bridges' edge of a right field, with a foreground of roses and weeds, is a close study, and shows that she is as happy in the handling of oil colors as in those mixed with water. Another critic wrote, her works are like little lyric poems, and she dwells with loving touches on each of her buds, like blossoms atilt among the leaves. Her pictures are in private collections, and are much valued by their owners. Brooks. Maria, no reply to circular, B-R-O-W-N-S-C-O-M-B, Jenny, pupil of the National Academy and the Art Students League, New York, and of Henry Mosler in Paris, paints genre subjects, 
among which are, Love's Young Dream, Colonial Minuet, Sir Roger de Coverley at Carvel Hall, Battle of Roses, etc. The works of this artist have been reproduced in engravings and etchings, and are well known in black and white. Her watercolors, too, have been published in photogravure. Miss Brownstone exhibits at many American exhibitions and has had her work accepted at the Royal Academy, London, Brown, Matilda, Honorable Mention at Chicago, 1893, Dodge Prize at National Academy of Design, 1899, Hallgarten Prize, 1901, born in Newark, New Jersey, pupil of Miss Kate Gratelrux, of Carlton Wiggins, New York, of the Julian Academy, Paris, of H.S. Burbing in Holland and of jewels to prey on the coast of France. When a child this artist lived very near Thomas Moran and was allowed to spend much time in his studio, where she learned the use of colors. She exhibited her first picture at the National Academy of Design when 12 years old, and has been a constant contributor to its exhibitions since that time, also to the exhibitions of the American Watercolor Society. Her earliest pictures were of flowers, and during several years she had no teacher. At length she decided to study battle painting, and, after a summer under Carlton Wiggins, she went abroad, in 1890, and remained two years, painting in the schools in winter and out of doors in summer. Miss Brown exhibited at the Salon de Beaux Arts in 1890, and many of her works have been seen in exhibits in this country. The Dodge Prize was awarded to a picture called The Last Load, and the Hallgarten Prize to Repose, a moonlight scene with cattle. Her pictures are in private collections. Brown, Mrs. Agnes Mrs. John Appleton Brown, born in Newburyport. This artist paints in oils. Her subjects are landscapes, flowers, and still life. She has also painted cats successfully. I have a winter landscape by Mrs. Brown which is unusually attractive and is often admired. She sends her works to the exhibitions of the Boston Art Club and to some exhibitions in New York. Brown, Madame, Henriette. Born at Paris, 1829-1901, pupil of Chaplin. The family name of this artist was Butaylor, and she married M. Jules Tissot, but as an artist used the name of an ancestress. Her pictures of genre subjects very early attracted attention, especially in 1855, when she sent to the Salon, a brother of the Christian school, school for the poor at Ikes, mutual instruction, and rabbits. Her works were popular and brought good prices. In 1868, the Sisters of Charity sold for L1.320. In 1878 she exhibited A Grandmother and Convalescence. Her oriental scenes were much admired. Among these were A Court in Damascus, Nubian Dancing Girls, and A Harem in Constantinople. Madame Brown was also skillful as an engraver. T. Chasserl wrote in Lurt, Her touch without over-minuteness has the delicacy and security of a fine work of the needle. The accent is just without that seeking for virile energy which too often spoils the most charming qualities. The sentiment is discreet without losing its intensity in order to attract public notice. The painting of Madame Henriette Brown is at an equal distance from grandeur and insipidity, from power and affectation, and gathers from the just balance of her nature some effects of taste and charm of which a parvenu in art would be incapable. The late ref. Charles Kinsley wrote of the picture of the Sisters of Charity, of the sale of which I have spoken, as follows, the picture which is the best modern instance of this happy hitting of this golden mean, whereby beauty and homely fact are perfectly combined, 
is in my eyes Henrietta Brown's picture of the sick child and the sisters of charity. I know not how better to show that it is easy to be at once beautiful and true, if one only knows how, than by describing that picture, criticize it. I dare not, for I believe that it will surely be ranked hereafter among the very highest works of modern art, if I find no fault in it. It is because I have none to find, because the first sight of the picture produced in me instantaneous content and confidence. There was nothing left to wish for, nothing to argue about. The thing was what it ought to be, and neither more nor less, and I could look on it, not as a critic, but as a learner only. This is praise indeed from an Englishman writing of a French woman's picture an Englishman with no temptation to say what he did not think, and we may accept his words as the exact expression of the effect the picture made on him. Brune, Madame, Amy Pages, Medal of Second Class at Salon of 1831, First Class in 1841, Born in Paris, 1803-66, Pupil of Charles Minier, Painted Historical and Genre Subjects, in 1831 she exhibited, and in, the, elopement, sleep, and, awakening, in 1841 a picture of, Moses, she painted several Bible scenes, among which were the, daughter of Jerus, and, Jephthah's daughter, B-U-E-C-H-M-A-N-N, Frau Helen, her pictures have been seen at some annual exhibitions in Germany, but she is best known by her portraits of celebrated persons, born in Berlin, 1849, pupil of Stfeck and Besso, among her portraits are those of Princess Carol of Buthen, Countess Bruhl, Prince and Princess Byron von Courland, and the youngest son of Prince Radzilil. She resides in Brussels. Butler, Mildred A. Associate of the Royal Society of Painters in Watercolors and of the Society of Lady Artists, pupil of Naftal, Calderon, and Garston, has exhibited at the Royal Academy and New Gallery. Her picture called the Morning Bath, exhibited at the Academy in 1896 was purchased under the Chantry bequest and is in the Tate Gallery. It is a watercolor, valued at L50. Miss Butler exhibited a corner of the Bargello, Florence, at the London Academy in 1903. No reply to circular. Butler, Lady Elizabeth, born in Lausanne about 1844. Elizabeth Southern Thompson. As a child this artist was fond of drawing soldiers and horses. She studied at the South Kensington School, at Florence under Bellucci and in Rome, she worked as an amateur some years, first exhibiting at the Academy in 1873 her picture called, Missing, which was praised, but the, roll call, of the following year, placed her in the front rank of the Academy exhibitors, it was purchased by the Queen and hung in Windsor Castle, she next exhibited the, 28th Regiment at Cotter Bras, the, return from Inkerman, purchased by the Fine Art Society for L3.000, this was followed by kindred subjects. In 1890 Lady Butler exhibited, evicted. In 1891 the, Camel Corps. In 1892, Halt in a Forced March. In 1895 the, Dawn of Waterloo. In 1896, Steady the Drums and Fifes. In 1902, Tent Pegging in India. In 1903, Within Sound of the Guns. In 1869 she painted a religious picture called the, Magnificat. In watercolors she has painted, sketches in Tuscany, and several pictures of soldiers, among which are, Scots Greys advancing, and, cavalry at a gallop. Lady Butler has recently appeared as an author, publishing, Lepers from the Holy Land, illustrated by 16 most attractive drawings in colors. The spectator says, Lady Butler's Lepers and Diary.
the outcome of a few weeks' journeyings in Palestine, express simply and forcibly the impressions made on a devout and cultivated mind by the scenes of the Holy Land. In 1875 Ruskin wrote in Notes of the Academy, I never approached a picture with more iniquitous prejudice against it than I did Miss Thompson's copper brass partly because I have always said that no woman could paint, and secondly because I thought what the public made such a fess about must be good for nothing. But it is Amazon's work this, no doubt of it, and the first fine pre-Raphaelite picture of battle we have had, profoundly interesting, and showing all manner of illustrative and realistic faculty. The sky is most tenderly painted, and with the truest outline of cloud of all in the exhibition, and the terrific piece of gallant wrath and ruin on the extreme left, when the cuirassier is catching round the neck of his horse as he falls, and the convulsed fallen horse, seen through the smoke below, is wrought through all the truth of its frantic passion with gradations of color and shade which I have not seen the like of since Turner's death. The Art Journal, 1877 says, Inkerman is simply a marvelous production when considered as the work of a young woman who was never on the field of battle, no matter how many figures she brings into the scene, or how few, you may know this character in each figure, each is a superb study, her recent picture, within sound of the guns, shows a company of mounted soldiers on the confines of a river in South Africa, no reply to circular, Cameron, Catherine, Member of the Royal Scottish Society of Painters in Watercolors, Modern Sketch Club, London, Ladies Art Club, Glasgow, born in Glasgow, studied at Glasgow School of Art under Professor Newberry, and at the Colorosi Academy, Paris, under Raphael Collin and Gustave Courtois. Her pictures are of genre subjects principally, and are in private collections. The Sea Urchin, Miss Cameron writes, is in one of the public collections of Germany. I cannot remember which, she also says, except for my diploma RSW and having my drawings sometimes in places of honor, usually on the line, and often reproduced in magazines, I have no other honors, I have no medals, in the magazine of art, June, 1903, her picture of a fight in Madrid is reproduced, it is full of action and true to the life of these horrors as I have seen them in Madrid, doubtless the color is brilliant as the costumes of the Toreadors are always so, and there are two in this picture. This work was displayed at the exhibition of the Royal Scottish Academy, June, 1903 of which a writer says, a feeling for color has always been predominant in the Scottish school, and it is here conspicuously displayed, together with a method of handling, be it in the domain of figure or landscape, which is personal to the artist and not a mere academic tradition, in the studio of May. 1903, J.L.C. who writes of the same exhibition, calls this picture, admirable in both action and color, Carl, K.P. Honorable Mention, Paris Salon, 1890, Chevalier of the Legion of Honor, 1896, Honorable Mention, Paris Exposition, 1900, Associé de la Société Nationale de Beaux-Arts, born in New Orleans, pupil of Julian Academy and of Courtois in Paris. This artist's name has been made prominent by the fact of her being selected to paint a portrait of the Empress of China. Miss Carl has frequently exhibited at the Salon. In 1902 she sent portraits in both oil and watercolors. One of these works, called Angelina, impresses one as a faithful portrait of a model. She is seated and gracefully posed the faces in a full front view. The figure turned a little to one side and nude to the waist. The hands are folded on the lap and hold a flower. 
A gauze-like drapery falls about the left shoulder and the arms, but does not conceal them. The background is a brocade or tapestry curtain. I have seen a reproduction only, and cannot speak of the color. The whole effect of the picture is attractive. For the purpose of painting the portrait of the Chinese Empress, Miss Carl was assigned an apartment in the palace. It is said that the picture was to be finished in December, 1903, and will probably be seen at the St. Louis exhibition. No reply to circular. Carlyle, Mistress N., died in 1680, was a favorite artist of King Charles. I. It is said that on one occasion the king bought a quantity of ultramarine, for which he paid L500, and divided it between Van Dyck and Mistress Carlyle. Her copies after the Italian masters were of great excellence. She painted in oils as well as in watercolors. One of her pictures represents her as teaching a lady to use the brush. When we remember that Charles, who was so constantly in contact with Van Dyck, could praise Mistress Carlyle, we must believe her to have been a good painter. Mistress N has sometimes been confounded with the Countess of Carlyle, who was distinguished as an engraver of the works of Salvador Rosa, etc. Carpenter, Margaret Sarah, the largest gold medal and other honors from the Society of Arts, London, born at Salisbury, England, 1793-1872, pupil of a local artist in Salisbury when quite young, Lord Radnor's attention was called to her talent, and he permitted her to copy in the gallery of Longford Castle, and advised her sending her pictures to London, and later to go there herself, she made an immediate success as a portrait painter, and from 1814 during 52 years her pictures were annually exhibited at the Academy with a few rare exceptions. Her family name was Geddes, her husband was keeper of the prints and drawings in the British Museum more than 20 years, and after his death his wife received a pension of L100 a year in recognition of his services. Her portraits were considered excellent as likenesses, her touch was firm, her color brilliant and her works in oils and watercolors as well as her miniatures were much esteemed. Many of them were engraved. Her portrait of the sculptor Gibson is in the National Portrait Gallery, London. A life-size portrait of Anthony Stewart, miniature painter, called Devotion, and the Sisters, portraits of Mrs. Carpenter's daughters, with a picture of Thockham Church, are at South Kensington. She painted a great number of portraits of titled ladies which are in the collections of their families. Among the more remarkable word are those of Lady Eastner, 1825, Lady King, daughter of Lord Byron, 1835, Countess Rivelsdale, etc. Her portraits of Fraser Tiller, John Gherkin, and Boning are in the National Portrait Gallery, London. In the South Kensington Gallery are her pictures of Devotion Street Francis, which is a life-size study of Anthony Stewart, the miniature painter, the sisters, Ockham Church and, an old woman spinning, carpenter, mademoiselle, madeleine, honorable mention, 1890, third class medal, 1896, born in Paris, 1865, pupil of Bonfoy and of Jules Lefebvre at the Julian Academy, since 1885 this artist has exhibited many portraits as well as flower and fruit pieces, these last in watercolors, in 1896 her pictures were the, and the, candles, a pastel, Purchased by the city of Paris, among friends, is in the Museum of Bordeaux, at the Salon of the Artistes Francais, 1902. Mademoiselle, Carpentier exhibited a picture called, Reflection, and in 1903 a portrait of Madame, L.T. and the, Little Goose Herders, C.R.R.I.R.E., 
Rosa Albia, better known as Rosalba, born in Venice 1675-1757 and had an eventful life. Her artistic talent was first manifested in lace weaving, which as a child she preferred before any games or amusements. She studied painting under several masters, technique under Antonio Balastra, pastel painting with Antonio Nazari and Diamantini, and miniature painting, in which she was especially distinguished, was taught her by her brother-in-law, Antonio Pellegrini, whom she later accompanied to Paris and London and assisted in the decorative works he executed there. Rosalba's fame in Venice was such that she was invited to the courts of France and Austria, where she painted many portraits. She was honored by election to the academies of Rome, Bologna, and Paris. This artist especially excelled in portraits of pretty women, while her portraits of men were well considered. Among the most important were those of the Emperor Charles, the kings of France and Denmark, and many other distinguished persons, both men and women. The Grand Duke of Tuscany asked for her own portrait for his gallery. She represented herself with one of her sisters. Her face is noble and most expressive, but, like many of her pictures, while the head is spirited and characteristic, the rest of the figure and the accessories are weak. A second portrait of herself in crayons is in the Dresden Gallery, and is very attractive, while in England Rosalba painted many portraits in crayon and pastel in which art she was not surpassed by any artist of her day. Her diary of two years in Paris was published in Venice. It is curious and interesting, as it sets forth the customs of society, and especially those of artists of the period. Returning to Venice, Rosalba suffered great depression and was haunted by a foreboding of calamity. She lived very quietly. In his, Storia della Pedra Zanetti writes of her at this time, much of interest may be written of this celebrated and highly gifted woman, whose spirit, in the midst of her triumphs and the brightest visions of happiness, was weighed down by the anticipation of a heavy calamity. On one occasion she painted a portrait of herself, the brow wreathed with leaves which symbolized death. She explained this as an image of the sadness in which her life would end. Alas, this was but too prophetic. Before she was fifty years old she lost her sight and gradually the light of reason also, and her darkness was complete. An Italian writer tells the following story, Nature had endowed Rosalba with lofty aspirations and a passionate soul, her heart yearned for the admiration which her lack of personal attraction forbade her receiving. She fully realized her plainness before the Emperor Charles XI, rudely brought it home to her, when presented to him by the artist Bertoli. The Emperor exclaimed, She may be clever, Bertoli mio this painter of thine, but she is remarkably ugly, from which it would appear that Charles had not believed his mirror, since his ugliness far exceeded that of Rosalba, her dark eyes, fine brow, good expression, and graceful pose of the head, as shown in her portrait, impress one more favorably than would be anticipated from this story, many of Rosalba's works have been reproduced by engravings, a collection of 157 of these are in the Dresden Gallery together with several of her pictures. Cassette, Mary, born in Pittsburgh, studied in Pennsylvania schools, and under Sawyer and Pelé in Paris. She has lived and traveled much in Europe, and her pictures, which are of genre subjects, include scenes in France, Italy, Spain, and Holland. Among her principal works are, Lotasti the, Le Lever du Bebe, Reading, Mira Enfant, and, Caras Maternelle. Miss Cassette has exhibited at the Paris Salon, the National Academy, New York, 
and various other exhibitions, but her works are rarely if ever exhibited in recent days. It is some years since William Walton wrote of her, but in general she seems to have attained that desirable condition, coveted by artists, of being able to dispense with the annual exhibitions. Miss Cassette executed a large, decorative picture for the North Tympanum of the Women's Building at the Columbian Exhibition, a writer in the Century Magazine, March, 1899, says, of the colony of American artists, who for a decade or two past have made Paris their home. Few have been more interesting and none more serious than Miss Cassette. Miss Cassette has found her true bent in her recent pictures of children and in the delineation of happy maternity. These she has portrayed with delicacy, refinement, and sentiment. Her technique appeals equally to the layman and the artist, and her color has all the tenderness and charm that accompanies so engaging a motif. In November, 1903, Miss Cassette held an exhibition of her works in New York. At the Winter Exhibition of the Philadelphia Academy, 1904, she exhibited a group, a mother and children, one child quite nude. Arthur Hober described it as, securing great charm of manner, of color, and of grace. Catania, Maria, bronze medal at the National Exposition, Parma, 1870, silver medal at Florence, 1871, silver medal at the Centenary of Ariosto at Ferrara, made an honorary member of the Brera Academy. Milan, 1874, an honor rarely conferred on a woman, elected to the Academy of Urbino, 1875, born in Milan, pupil of her father and of Angelo Rossi, she excels in producing harmony between all parts of her works, she has an exquisite sense of color and a rare technique, good examples of her work are, the flowers of Cleopatra, the return from the country, an excursion by gondola, she married the artist, Pietro Michis. Her picture of the fish market in Venice attracted much attention when it appeared in 1887. It was a most accurate study from life. Charpentier, Constance Marie, pupil of David. Her best-known works were Ulysses finding young Astyanax at Hector's grave and Alexander weeping at the death of the wife of Darius. These were extraordinary as the work of a woman. Their size, with the figures as large as life, made them appear to be ambitious as they were certainly unusual. Her style was praised by the admirers of David, to whose teaching she did credit. The disposition of her figures was good. The details of her costumes and accessories were admirably correct. But her color was hard and she was generally thought to be wanting in originality and too close a follower of her master. C.H.A.R.R.D.I. Anna Maria, 1819-75. Her first exhibitions at the Royal Academy, London were miniatures and flower pieces. Later she painted portraits and figure subjects, as well as flowers. In 1872, Lady Betty Germain was greatly admired for the grace of the figure and the exquisite finish of the details. In 1873 she exhibited Lady Betty's Maid and Lady Betty Shopping. Lady Teasel behind the screen was dated 1871, and Mistress of Herself Though China Fall was painted and exhibited in the last year of her life. Chase. Adelaide Cole, member of Art Students Association, born in Boston, daughter of J. Foxcroft Cole, studied at the School of the Museum of Fine Arts, under Tarbell, and also under Jean Paul Lawrence and Carolus Duran in Paris, and with Vinton in Boston. Mrs. Chase has painted portraits entirely, most of which are in or near Boston. Her artistic reputation among painters of her own specialty is excellent. 
and her portraits are interesting aside from the persons represented, when considered purely as works of art. A portrait called A Woman with a Muff, exhibited recently at the exhibition of the Society of American Artists, in New York, was much admired. At the 1904 exhibition of the Philadelphia Academy Mrs. Chase exhibited a portrait of children, Constance and Gordon Wooster, of which Arthur Hober writes, she has painted them easily, with deftness and feeling, and apparently caught their character and the delicacy of infancy. C-H-A-U-C-H-E-D. Charlotte. Honorable mention at the Salon. 1901. Third class medal. 1902. Member of the Société d'Artistes Français and of Union de Femmes Painters et Sculptors. Born at Charleville, Pardin, in 1878. Pupil of Gabriel Thurner, Benjamin Constant, Jean-Paul Lawrence, and Victor Merrick. Her principal works are, Murray, Fish 1899. Purchased for the Lottery of the International Exposition at Lille, Breton Interior. Purchased by the Society of the Friends of the Arts. At Nantes, Mother Closemitten Dressing Fish. In the Museum of Brest, interior of a kitchen at Mont, purchased by the government, portrait of my grandmother, which obtained honorable mention, at the corner of the fire, a little girl in the open air, medal of third class, the works of Mademoiselle, Chauchet have been much praised, the Petit Moniteur, June, 1899, says, Mademoiselle, Chauchet, a very young girl, in her picture of a Breton interior shows a vigor and decision very rare in a woman of the, Marais, the Depeche de Brest says, on a somber background, in artistic disorder, thrown pell-mell on the ground, are baskets and a shining copper kettle, with a mass of fish of all sorts, of varied forms, and changing colors, all well painted, such is the picture by Mademoiselle, Chauchet, in the Courier d'Illust we read, Mademoiselle, Chauchet, taking her grandmother for her model, has painted one of the best portraits of the salon, the hands, deformed by disease and age, are especially effective, the delicate tone of the hair in contrast with the lace of the cap makes an attractive variation in white, in the Union Republicaine de la Marne, H. Bernard writes, Le Retour de Champs is a picture of the plain of Berry at evening, we see the back of a peasant, nude above the blue linen pantaloons, with the feet in wooden sabots, he is holding his tired, heavy cow by the tether, the setting sun lights up his powerful bronze back, his prominent shoulders, and the hind quarters of the cow. It is all unusually strong, the drawing is firm and very bold in the foreshortening of the animal. The effect of the whole is a little sad, the sobriety of the execution emphasizes this effect. And, above all, there is in it no suggestion of the feminine. I have already noticed this quality of almost brutal sincerity, of picturesque realism, in the works of Mademoiselle, Chauchet who successfully follows her methods, Chauchet, Mademoiselle, Cecile D. No reply to circular. C.H.E.R.O.N. Elizabeth Sophie. Born in Paris in 1648. Her father was an artist, and under his instruction Elizabeth attained such perfection in miniature and enamel painting that her works were appraised by the most distinguished artists. In 1674 Charles Lee Brun proposed her name and she was elected to the Academy. Her exquisite taste in the arrangement of her subjects, the grace of her draperies, and, above all, the refinement and spirituality of her pictures, were the characteristics on which her fame was based, her life outside her art was interesting, her father was a rigid Calvinist, and endeavored to influence his daughter to adopt his religious belief, but her mother, who was a fervent Roman Catholic, 
persuaded Elizabeth to pass a year in a convent, during which time she ardently embraced the faith of her mother. She was an affectionate daughter to both her parents and devoted her earnings to her brother Louis, who made his studies in Italy. In her youth Elizabeth Chiron seemed insensible to the attractions of the brilliant men in her social circle, and was indifferent to the offers of marriage which she received, but when sixty years old, to the surprise of her friends, she married Monsieur Lehay, a gentleman of her own age, one of her biographers, leaving nothing to the imagination, assures us that substantial esteem and respect were the foundations of their matrimonial happiness, rather than any pretense of romantic sentiment. Mademoiselle, Chiron's narrative verse was much admired and her spiritual poetry was thought to resemble that of J.B. Rousseau. In 1699 she was elected to the Academia di Recovery of Padua, where she was known as Erito. The honors bestowed on her did not lessen the modesty of her bearing. She was simple in dress, courteous in her intercourse with her inferiors, and to the needy a helpful friend. She died 163 and was buried in the church of St. Sulpice. I translate the lines written by the Abbe Bosquillon and placed beneath her portrait, the unusual possession of two exquisite talents will render Chiron an ornament to France for all time. Nothing save the grace of her brush could equal the excellencies of her pen. Pictures by this artist are seen in various collections in France, but the larger number of her works were portraits which are in the families, 